Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Also, they were like both in like their late twenties. I feel like the pretending to be high school teenagers. Was it Rachel McAdams when she was playing like one of the greatest villains of all time in uh, Mean Girls? As uh, help me out here, throw me about Regina George. George. There we go. Did you really have a hard time remembering who Regina George is? All right, maybe a little um, bit, but I was I was getting good at the vocal filler, making sure that, that I was able to find the, the time, time so, so that, that the they, levels of attention span that our audience has hopefully has it run out and crashing through because the runtime of this intro is rising, rising up and, and crashing, crashing through. through this is Doc and Ziggy and welcome back to the flood. That's right. Your favorite weekly pop culture digest where we take the news happening around you, try and figure out how it shapes the culture that defines you with our pop perspective. To put culture in context. And make the main stream make, make some sense. sense. Because, because if, if we do not make sense, it don't make dollars. Holiday. Hey, so we back in effect after... I know we've been a little bit sporadic when it comes to dropping episodes recently, but we've had some life trials and tribulations. I we've been that sporadic. We took a week off because we're entitled to a little break every now and then. Well, then I took two weeks. I I took personal sabbatical on because of life happening, to which I apologize to our audience. Which I don't apologize for because everybody deserve a vacation. <laughs> Holla if you hear me. Some people don't deserve vacations, uh, as we can tell from some, uh, some political news. Some people deserve jail time. Yeah, some, some people deserve jail time. Um, and there's a lot to go on with all of the politics, so we'll just save you some of those headlines and go into them in detail later. But uh, we also have some interesting Twitter debates that uh, Doc and I have some interesting takes on. Uh, yeah, no, there's been quite a stir up. Some of your favorite childhood stars have released um, some books in the recent weeks that we've been on break here. And it's got, the you know, the title alone has people shaking at the boots. Also some salacious celebrity gossip, as Shaker. some of you hate to hear. A who the fuck asked for this? Some great media updates. Monkeypox is a public health emergency. And we always like to start by putting this culture in context and reminding everybody what exactly happened on this day in history one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. That's right, we're taking a trip in the Wayback Machine but in the future... For us, because we record on Sunday, so when we release this episode... It's actually the day that you'll be hearing it, but you're hearing us... Talk about it for us, which is in the future. We are talking about August 20th. 
August 20th, this day in history. What do you got for us today, Z? In 1781, frequent visitor on this day in history, George Washington, General George Washington. <laughs> General George Washington. Begins his bad. moves. Of the pod, friend of the pod. Begins to move his troops south to fight General Cornwallis, which would lead to the inevitable British surrender and American independence. And the birth of America, because remember, Drake could never. Because um, <laughs> he's Canadian. But <laughs> shout out to friend of the pod, George Washington. Big, big um, friend of the pod. <laughs> In 1952, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin meets Chinese Premier Zhao Enlai. Joseph Stalin, not a friend of the pod. Not a friend of the pod. <laughs> but this is kind of like one of those, I saw this on this day in history and I'm like, huh, that might have started something. Uh, you want to be starting something? Because this was actually just a little bit before the Chinese Revolution. Uh, the red wave. Uh, um, ironic how that is a completely different red wave than what is currently happening in this country. Or a red wedding. I would argue that it and the red wedding were very similar in sorts of ways. I, I actually heard a interesting discussion this week. As far as the red wedding is concerned. As far as the red wedding is concerned. Yeah, so is probably the most crazy off-the-wall thing that you can show on TV, the murdering of a pregnant woman, like multiple stabbings in the stomach. Do you think that's the wildest thing that HBO has shown on TV? No, but I think that's like one of the most like gut-wrenching reaction type of things that can happen on a live-action TV show. So I was watching, um, Prey just recently, the most recent Predator movie, and we'll talk more about that later on in the episode, but one of the things I battled with the entire movie is she has a, a dog companion, and in a movie like Predator, where you're literally watching him, like, like skin snakes and stuff for fun, you're like, oh god, what's gonna happen to this dog? And, um... It's like in Jaws, the dog gets away! The dog got away! The dog got away, right? Spoiler alert, the dog is fine. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> the dog is fine the entire movie. As a matter of fact, I feel like the end shot is of the dog being like, Hey, I survived. <laughs> so, well, at the end of the 2004 Olympics, hey. Michael Phelps Quasar-styled all over everybody. And brought home all of what? I think it was like eight gold medals. Eight. Baby, eight. Gold medals. And then in 2008, Usain Bolt moonwalked over everybody <gasps> to become the fastest man alive and win all of those world-breaking gold I medals. I would put money on Usain Bolt being able to run faster backwards than... Michael Phelps could swim? Since we are in the Roaring Twenties <laughs> and celebrities are fighting each other for money, who do we have to slap in the face with a fistful of dollars in order to make that happen? <laughs> Please. Because that's a really good idea. I want to see if Usain Bolt could run backwards faster than Michael Phelps could swim. How do we make this a difficult? A freestyle. How do we make this difficult for Michael Phelps, though? Because You don't. 
Really? He's. I don't feel. He's like going it's against way more resistance. <laughs> so you're saying the fact that the, but so is you saying Bolt by turning him backwards, right? Exactly. So, but do you know how much less resistance Usain Bolt running forwards has to go than Michael Phelps swimming forwards, even in a freestyle? That's argument, though. Would you argue that running backwards... So what you're arguing, then, is that running backwards is still easier than swimming forwards. I'm saying that running backwards would be a comparable way to make it to where Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt would actually, time-wise, be relatively close to competition. I don't know who would win. You're dodging my question. Just because you are now officially a politician doesn't mean you get to dodge my fucking question. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> are you saying... As an official politician, you saying, can you repeat your question? Are you saying that running backwards is easier than swimming forwards? I'm not saying it's easier, now. Are you saying that the level of resistance swimming forwards is equal to or greater than the level of resistance your body faces running backwards? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I think the amount of time it would take Usain Bolt to run backwards 100 meters would be way closer than if he ran forward. But if he ran backwards 100 meters versus Michael Phelps swimming forwards 100 meters, I think that would be comparable or close in time. I feel like that, like, so, if they threw up, like, the bet, like, Dana White walked up, and he's just like, Usain Bolt running backwards versus Michael Phelps swimming forwards, and he threw up gambling odds, you're telling me Vegas isn't eating that alive. Actually, I do feel like Dana White would bet on that, but you know who would really bet on that? Donald. Donald would totally bet on that. Um, Timbaland and Swiss Beats. So, 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 so. And you know I'm right. So, so, so. Versus. No, 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 no. Versus battle. You say Bolt versus Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps has the backstroke. I feel like that's how we make this. Give him the butterfly. The butterfly? One of the most technically difficult forms to do. I feel like backstroke because it takes away his guidance. Right? The same way that running backwards takes away Usain Bolt's guidance. I mean, taking away Michael Phelps' guidance by making him do the backstroke is like taking Wolverine and covering his eyes. You're not doing much. Still can smell. He still has that sense of direction. His technicals... I mean, so does Usain Bolt, technically, right? But, like, your body, like, is fighting against that, like, objectively. It wants to turn around and see where it's going. Yeah, but at the same time, if we're talking swimming 100 meters for Michael Phelps forward versus Usain Bolt running 100 meters forward, Usain Bolt is... Literally blowing him out of the water. <laughs> Welcome to your first tangent of the episode. Bringing things back on track here. We're not exactly bringing them back on track because in 2020, former advisor to Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, arrested and charged with fraud over fundraising campaign to build a wall on the Mexican border. One, at least that's more relevant to what we were actually talking about. Two, 
that's not the person I suggest need to do jail time. But also, yeah, fuck it. Let him do jail time, right? Uh, cause... He is actually set to testify in front of the January 1st committee live, in person. Didn't he already give some testimony? No, he did not. That was Bill Barr. Trust me, I've been watching all of it. It's brilliant uh, television. Uh, like, really, funny. like, no, for, right. like, best supporting actress, right. it should be, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Representative Liz Cheney. Like, also in 2020. I was going to say, what do you think, if anything, we could potentially... I mean, I guess Steve Bannon has a lot that he could say and kind of have already has said, right? He has a podcast. Also, didn't that leaked audio come out just recently of him being, like... Oh no, Trump is a maniac. Like, yeah, I mean, also the most popular person in the media to have interviewed right now is Michael Cohen. So, is he out? I thought he was doing. Oh yeah, no, he's out. He's got a podcast that he plugs all the time. Shut the fuck up, Michael Cohen has a podcast. This is why we can't get any fucking airtime because everybody got a fucking podcast. What is he talking about? What is he? It's called Mia Culpa. That's good branding, and you know it. Man, tell me what the next thing is. Also on 2020, also in 2020, Kamala Harris accepts her nomination for vice president, becoming the first U.S. woman of color on a major party ticket, saying, there is no vaccine for racism. Shout out to Kamala Harris for being the first female vice president and, you know, the first person of color vice president, Mm -hmm. right? But... But do y'all have to be so cringy? Like, this second that this ticket started, right? They did that whole, remember when they did that whole uh, Animal Crossing thing? Yeah. 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 That's how y'all opened y'all campaign, right? Was being out of touch, right? How the How would that fuck? go if Bernie did it? I don't know if Bernie would do it, right? Bernie is so obsessed with policy, right? I feel like his fans would have done it, and then it would have been done correctly. Kamala. Joe. The fuck? God damn it. Like the dark Brandon thing, right? Oh, yeah, that's so cringe. I saw that, and I was like... kind of funny though it's kind of funny but it's also it's cringe that they are it's cringe that it became cringe when they got in on the joke right like when joe biden's campaign was like oh they've turned us into a good meme right like then then it became cringe because they were like yeah keep putting out those dark brandon memes but it's also like the people who are like you know darth vader was right the whole time well, it's not just that. It's unintentional, like, that the artist who originally, like, drew all of, like, the dark branded memes, um, it's not just the dark branded memes, but drew, like, the dark Joe Biden uh, yeah. painting or sketches or whatever the fuck. He unintentionally made Joe Biden look cooler than what he's looked the entire time, right? Like, it it kind of made him look badass, right? And now that he's actually getting some legit policy passed and stuff like that, it's like, oh, happy accident, perfect timing. Uh, right? <laughs> and that shit blew up. And I saw on the internet today... They shit were, got blew up, blown up and raided and... 
Mm. I just have to get this out before I forget. There was one line that apparently Trump said where he said it was un-American, unpatriotic, and unwarranted. And I'm looking, and I, I said, There's it was no quite warrant. literally warranted. Um, so, hold off. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, well, rounding out this thing in S31 from today, it seems like the last two things being the... Uh, most recent things right happening yeah. this day in history one week from today <laughs> is uh, extra relevant this week as I mean there's I don't know I want to say that I'm proud of us for something we for... went the we went the entire segment talking about Michael Phelps without mentioning he was from Baltimore once I did not know Really? <laughs> no, I He's been thrown out a horseshoe casino drunk off his ass multiple times. I believe that, but I did not know that. I had no idea. I would have He's believed... sober now. Congratulations, Michael Phelps, apparently, I think. Like weed sober or like drunk sober? Drunk sober. Okay. He got thrown out for being drunk. Yeah, I mean but he also admitted to like token up and shit. Yeah. Right? So But who the fuck cares about that? that listens to this podcast conservatives i mean i don't know some of our demographic might care about it right they're like i don't know i just feel like potheads really think that they're it's not an addiction to smoke weed four or five times a day and they sound like they almost you know know everything about it just because you know like if somebody drank that much you would be like shit give them a podcast once a week <laughs> shout out to drink champ hey yo can we talk about all oh right, yes. No, 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 no. Hold, hold it, hold it. Let me hold it down real quick. Because you know enough about rap to know who Herb Gotti is, right? It sounds very familiar. Oh, my God. God damn it. Ziggy Starscream. Murdering. John oh, yeah. Mur- yeah. Ashanti. Yeah. Herb yeah. Gotti. Oh, no. Yes, I did hear about this. <laughs> Where It was John ja Rule? Nigga, no. Not, no, it wasn't John ja Rule. Herb Gotti went on drink champs just recently right got pissy drunk and started talking about his love affair with With ashanti with ashanti yeah with ashanti yes and how he found out ashanti was cheating on him back in the day while he was sitting on the couch with his wife watching ashanti talk about how she was cheating on him back in the day Uh, (laughs) i don't know if that's exactly how it happened but I think I remember seeing it was like Irv Gotti saw Ashanti who was it with with Ja Rule like at a basketball game or something on TV some wild shit and I don't know like the the thing that got me is this nigga being drunk enough to be like running back all these like rendezvous with Ashanti talking about a love affair that happened like what like, God, that had to have been, like, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dog. Dog. I'm about to say a thing. That's <laughs> not going to come off very PC. But is there pussy to this day that you can think about, dog, that had you fucked up for 20 years, my nigga? It's like, 20 years ago, was there something that you hit that you was like, man, I can't get that shit out? No, no, no. Hold well, on. I... I was only 210, 
So I wasn't thinking about things like that at the time. Also, you just turned 30, right? So 20 230! You'd be, you'd be 10 years old! Uh, yeah, That's like... fucking crazy! Right? To think about this shit. Like, holding on to the idea. Okay, so... What is... I don't know if that'd be too candid to talk about on the podcast. Right? The most memorable. Like, is there one... You don't have to go into detail, but is there one that you hold on to? Like, damn. She did a split on top of me and then bent backwards and made out with me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that did not happen. That, that 100% happened. In the God. Swear to God. Play swear to God right now. Swear to God. This thing is Swear to God. She did a split on top of me. That lead backward fucking limbo style. My man said that bitch was crazy. Whole nother level. Yes. Yo, like. Irv, Your just reaction, like. Irv was like, yo, Ashanti bought me this watch. And I was like, you wore the watch Ashanti bought you to look, fucking all right, trade champs. Look, Irv, Irv, hold on. Listen. Irv. If it wasn't good enough to get Doc to react like that, it wasn't good enough. It's Ashanti. Have you seen Ashanti recently? It doesn't even like, matter if I've seen her recently. I saw her back in the day. Ashanti with the sideburns. Listen. Listen. Earth. Stop it. Get some, some help. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> I don't care how good the pussy was, nigga. You're not about to have me out here professing my love on fucking drink champs, dog. What is effectively, what the fuck they said now? Ever since, see, look, Irv done fucked up the whole dynamic of drink champs. That's why I brought that shit up, right? Because now they calling this shit the view for niggas, right? <laughs> and I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Fucking Nori deserves better, y'all. Than to be boiled down. To what level view. of journalistic integrity would you say Nori has? Uh, the same as Jerry Springer. No disrespect. It's not like he's hosting David Letterman type interviews. What right? level do you give the Hot Wings Although, guy of journalistic I, integrity? Uh, hmm. I feel like that was a loaded follow up question. <laughs> right? Because Nori's podcast does have some pretty like what's the word loosens the inhibitions versus torturing the interviewee yeah right like did you see maya rudolph on hot ones right where she was like fuck you <laughs> this is a terrible idea she was like, i mean just like even the paul rub one look at us you and me you would have thought what the fuck is greater that? or less than zach galifianakis in between two ferns greater than okay Sean Evans, though, I I like his approach, right? Like, I like Nori's approach, right? Like, get them drunk, let them spill their guts. But also, asking people, like, real, like, introspective questions while they're, like, under pressure of, like, mouth vomit is... Yeah. Is, and you know what? I give him credit, because he does it right along thing. with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not going to subject you to this on your own. And he also does different ones every time, so we can't, like, train his body to the point where he recognizes individual sauces. Also, I still haven't forgot how DJ Khaled bitched out after two rounds. So... We the worst! Literally. I think, I think he might be the worst Hot Ones guest. 
right? Like, I've seen people, like, bitch out before they meet the halfway point. I don't know how far... Have you ever seen one bitch out from the question and not the wing? No, I don't think I have seen that yet. Have you? Sean has to try harder. <sighs> Speaking of trying harder... Maybe, like, ask them the most difficult fucking question, like, right before the halfway point, and it's like, oh shit, I might commit light treason if I answer this properly. Speaking of committing light treason, have you heard that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up after only nine months? This is not news. <laughs> This is but, not news. No, it is not news. But um, we are going to say like, that Pete takes his Pete takes his L for getting Kim's kids' names tattooed on him. I said that then, and I will say this now. This nigga is a joke. Um, he has been a joke. Even when he was popular, he was a joke. And he's probably really cool people. But like, yeah, what the fuck was you thinking, Pete? Why would you get another man's kids, like, names tattooed? It's not like Kanye's dead. It's not like this nigga's a deadbeat dead. You should also like be, you, like, I got, I got nothing. I got, I, How like, why would you do this? You knowingly know you're the rebound guy from Kanye fucking West. How much coke do you think Pete Davidson had to do before he thought it was a good idea to get those tattoos? Is it greater or less than the amount Donald Jr. does on the daily? Him and what the fuck is his uh, girlfriend's name? I don't know, but the rest is yet to come. God damn, dog. Oh, man, dog. Like, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but before we go on break, I just want to say that the level of hypocrisy is rising. Hold on, I want to say that hopefully we'll be going down as there is some new, fresh blood full of ethics and morality in the government. You want to talk about it before we go on break? Then talk about it, play it, say what's on your mind. No, nah, I'm going to do the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and leave it on a cliffhanger. Whoop! Listeners who didn't wish to hear about such things Interpret turn off their radios. So I have some quick lighthouse updates. Alright, so the episode when we had cool Zach on. Uh, the beer that I couldn't think of, it was it's called Francis Connor. It is uh, a beer that has been done by German monks the same way for hundreds of years. I will have to grab a six-pack one time. It is one of the best beers I've ever had. Also, the other Lighthouse update is, in fact, Donald Trump and Jon Stewart have both been on WWE. And Jon Stewart has gotten body slammed and has gotten back up. So I think when it came to our whole thing of would Jon Stewart walk up, 
in the middle of a Trump debate and just throw a pedestal up there? I believe, yes, he would. I and totally he would walk out full-on Vince McMahon. I totally forgot about that conversation. Also, I feel like I remember Jon Stewart on the WWE. Yeah, um, and Trump famously has been on it. But Trump didn't get hit. Who do you think would win in a fight? <laughs> I think Jon Stewart has enough bottled up rage to, yes, he can take on Donald Trump. You think Jon Stewart would attack Donald Trump with, like, the equivalent rage of, per se, Mike? Mine. Oh. Yeah, like, so, like, a spider monkey is what you're saying? Like, agile and, uh, swift? If Donald Trump was a fighting game character, what fighting style do you think he would be? He would be E. Honda from Street Fighter. The sumo wrestler with, that just throws his palms out all the time. Right, like... Donald, I was definitely going for a fat ass. I, ha, 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 ha. No, like, seriously, though, like... Donald's definitely, like, a try-and-grab-you-and-like-bear-hole kind of guy. You know what right? I think Jon Stewart would fight like? Falco from Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Falco? But... No, that's Captain Falcon. I'm thinking Falco. Oh, okay. Do you... Hmm. So, hmm, like, the only difference here, the only thing I'm really worried about here Ooh, is, like, nope, John Stewart might be Lil Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That feels more accurate. You know, you you think that John Stewart is Lil Mac, but, um, the game thinks that he is the Black Slim Shake. Yeah, uh, I like what you did there. That's let's, good. Let's talk about it, right? So the game dropped a new album recently, uh, Dramatic Heart vs. Mind, a whopping 32 songs, topping in at over two hours worth of bars after bars after bars. As Same I, guy that did 300 bars and running. Bars! As I said, on Twitter. Uh, this is the energy that I was expecting from Born to Rap. I don't know what Born to Rap was. What was Born to Rap? Game Flash Out. Um, I didn't hear about it. Uh, you're funny. Uh, so, I said this on Twitter. I feel like they love to hate Game, right? And unfortunately, there's a position he's put himself in because once again, to promote this album, he has overshadowed it with an unnecessary beef. And that is one with everybody's favorite, well, not everybody's favorite white MC, but uh, a lot of people would agree. He's a the legend. Best white rapper of all time. Yes. <laughs> One Marshall Mathers. Uh, with a 10 minute long scathing ode to his hatred for one Marshall. It titled the Black Slim Shady. Uh, like, but the the song to me, it felt like part love letter, part like diss track. Like, it felt like a ten minute version of Stan's last letter to Eminem. And I know that's funny because in the track he does the skit where he kidnaps Stan's brother to take him to go kill Eminem. So. Part love letter, part distract. Also, you know, you know Eminem has security gates. He's probably got Simply Safe. Shout out if you want to sponsor this podcast. We are not sponsored by Simply Safe. We are by not. The way. 
we are we are protected by a pitbull. Part love letter, part diss track, all the way unnecessary. Every single last part of this diss track was unnecessary, and I feel like it overshadows an otherwise decent fucking album, right? Like, and when I say decent, I mean like I've been playing this shit on repeat you just played some more for it for me and you were like yeah and i'm like look i've never been one to question games bars there's some good songs on this album like no man falls with Pusha t and two chains also there are 32 songs on this album but like that cringe moments in the black slim shady are 32 songs on this album with 31 features on this album so i will let j that cole would never don't forget that J. Cole's the only artist to go diamond with no features. So we can talk about the diss track in a minute because, like I said, it, it over it's overshadowing what I feel like is a solid fucking album. You know, Haley Mathers tweeted something that was along the lines of, my dad is so legendary that somebody out of touch has to make a 10-minute long diss track to drum oh, up any up, hype. Haley. Shut up, Haley. Anything you say is going to be corny. Anything, Eminem And that's why she turned off tweeting corny. response to it. Yeah, because it's corny. I guess, yeah, I, whatever. You had to defend your dad, and that's cool. I respect you for it. Girl but, power, way to go. Um, home Invasion was way better than the 10-minute diss track, and it only took game 3 minutes and 30 seconds to show why he is a lyrical monster, right? The, the, the fucking diss track was unnecessary, right? With tracks like... Voodoo, that fucking three minute and 28 second banger. Op with the uh, NBA Youngboy feature or the Young. I feel Boy like you have to emphasize the fact that it's the only song on there that's like 10 minutes fucking long. Like, uh, you're not gonna listen to this it's album. Unnecessary. My point is, it's unnecessary. Burning checks, that 504 or the. Yeah, 504. I mean, Tool could release play? a six song album and have it be an hour and a half long. No, no, no. My point is that. That district is going to get in the way of the fact that there are actually some fucking bangers on this album, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's unnecessary. And like Game's Game's entire career since he left G, it's unnecessary. <laughs> like the reality show that this nigga did that has cost him lawsuit after fucking lawsuit. What was the reality show about? Finding Love. This nigga did a flavor of love, yo. Where Did he Deshaun Watson this show? Um, he's got, I know for... By the way, update Deshaun Watson. Currently suspended for six games. So, I know there have been two lawsuits uh, based around uh, some of the things that have happened on the reality show. Just, There's a lot more against Deshaun Watson. Uh, just outside of that, like, his game is con- consistently stuck his nose in places where it doesn't belong and that's me saying this off the rip like I don't even necessarily have full examples to back that shit up it's just out there this nigga is constantly involved in things that don't fucking concern this time it's a beef with Eminem over what I don't really know me neither 
because uh, it was just a year ago where he listened. He went through his and... entire fucking like he really did his research. Like he went through his entire fucking career, and at what point I'm just like, so what are you mad about? You just broke down this entire guy's career. So it was only a year, what I was gonna say is it was only a year ago that he put Eminem in his top five, and then in the same in this ten minute song he proceeds to say that Eminem is not in the top five anything. He also like really like tries to hone in on the fact that Eminem wishes he was black and I don't I don't know if Eminem has ever really like vocally expressed that I could see I could see him looking in the mirror in the bathroom like after a shower or shaving or something I'd be like I mean wearing do-rags for no reason like I did see that that one live where he was like wearing a do-rag for 10 years and not a single wave I was like it is that was hilarious. It is bully music. He just decided he was gonna bully Eminem for like ten minutes because everybody is like, "Oh, Eminem is like the master MC," and Game is like, "Oh, what the fuck about me, right?" And I'm just like, I've never seen somebody like get in their own way more than the Game has since he left G, right? It's like he's had plenty of opportunities and plenty solid albums to um, be recognized as somebody of like top caliber but it is these unnecessary beefs that he gets himself in that overshadow all of that bullshit and if I say overshadow one more time <laughs> I feel like they gonna cut the lights off on us well, I mean, if we're going to talk about something overshadowy or something a little bit shadowy, how about we talk about wow. something new that came out? Foreshadowy? How about we talk about Netflix's The Sand... Netflix's rendition of Neil Gaiman's... I said it right that time. Rendition. Sandman. That's right. You heard, my man, Zig. Netflix has released their the, Sandman adaptation. The long... Neil Gaiman graphic novel series. The very long awaited. That came out in what? Like the early 2000s? Late 90s? Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember seeing... I never read Sandman personally but I always uh, my brother and my brother-in-law read it and they were big fans. So I have a couple of issues of the Sandman. I think I have issues one and two. Um, I started the graphic novel series. I haven't completed it, right? But I'm going to... I have, I've also started the show. So far, I'm actually really enjoying Netflix's adaptation of the graphic novel, though, right? Like, um, I feel like it's pretty true to the source material. Yeah. It has a very graphic novel aesthetic to it. Yeah. It almost... Sometimes it almost feels like stage play a little bit, the way that they've decided to approach it. The casting, I feel like, is great. I'm shocked that the voice of the main character comes out of a human that looks that way. (laughs) What do you mean? I did not expect him to sound like, so powerful and godly. And then to put it in the way that you would and have it look like me if I got into goth rock instead of punk rock. So, Tom Sturges, right? Yeah. Tom Sturridge is who is playing Dream. And he does have Morpheus. a very Morpheus. Right? Dream slash the Sandman and slash Morpheus. Right. He with many names. And he is what oh god, what is the band that you named? 
he looks like Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh, The Cure. Yes. Yes, he is very, like... He looks like he's very Scott into Ron. The Cure. Uh, I'm waiting... Which is, which is wild, because How Robert Smith I'm... sings like, Don't believe it, Sunday's blue. How Friday far... I'm in love, that's The Cure. How far into the series are you? I finished the same. I finished it. And there was not one Cure song in the entire no. series? No, I'm a little disappointed in that. No, no I'm Cure. I'm a little disappointed that there is no Cure, because this is very, like, like very goth aesthetic, right? This like, isn't, like, Cure goth aesthetic. No. No, this no. is not, like, Cure goth aesthetic. And this isn't quite enough, like, romanticized to be, like, him gothic aesthetic. This is, like, 69 Eyes goth aesthetic. 69 Eyes is even a little too bold of gothic aesthetic for me to say. I feel like it's almost... It's, uh... Would you say the show is charmed for men? No. I feel it is in the same vein and spirit of Queen of the Damned. Mm. What about the Angel series? That's charmed for men. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff? Yeah, no, I feel like calling this charm for men is definitely a reach, right? Because, like... That's an insult. It has very strong, very strong female characters. Very strong female characters. It also is beautifully written. There's one line that stands out to me, and it's when John... It's fucking Neil Gaiman. Yeah, but... Gaiman? Gaiman? Gaiman. It is Gaiman. It is Gaiman. So, but there was one line that you might have gotten there. It was when uh, John was just released from the hospital or just escaped from the hospital and he's in New York and he's like freezing the Corinthian finds him well that's very kind of you please I insist what about you no I don't mind the cold there much better the only thing that matters to me is that you get to where you're going holy shit that's fucking great writing I feel like there were even better moments, like when they had to sacrifice, uh, what was Jeffrey? To, to, oh, to yeah. Gargoyle. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, uh, the, some of the things they said about him, right? Like, when he returned the egg and everything like that. And it was like, yeah. No. And they're just like, you don't want to do this. And he was like, I don't. Yeah, no, that was great writing to me. He was like, I don't want to do this, but... I have to. Yeah, like, y'all don't understand, and I can't make you understand, but I am very remorseful. He even references it later. Does he? Yeah, remember when he's looking into the water? Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. He's like, Jeffrey's sacrifice will not be in it for nothing. Yeah, we don't remember the gargoyle's name, R.I.P., but we're going to call him Jeffrey. Just like we called the Fed that listens, Ted. We don't know if their name's I'm actually Ted. Certain that it's like, because he said gargoyle names have to start with like G, right? Like, remember they were arguing about the name of the new one, and he was like, gargoyle names have to start with the G. Oh, oh, you're going with the weird spelling, Joffrey. Yeah, well, <sighs> tomatoes, mother. Speaking of. Weird spelling. How about we talk about some new media, some other new updates? Damn. Of, Damn. Speaking of weird spelling of what? Where were you going with that? No, I was nowhere. Gonna... I just threw an alley oop up there, and I was hoping that you would 
catch it with something. All right, how talking about weird spelling? You know how England always like they they change like color, and you know how they spell gray G R E Y. Okay. Well, let's talk about this movie, The Gray, G-R-A-Y, Man, on Netflix. Wow, that was, I like how you did that. That was like a journey you took us on just now, but the the, the road that we ended up on... Was one less taken. That was was beautiful, right? Um, Kind of like... The fight scenes in in The the Gray Man. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, um, the Gray Man is a great, re- like it's it's a great reminder that Chris Evans can do the sadistic villain. Like we haven't seen him do, or so used to him being Steve Rogers. It's very. Um, I was gonna say the movie is very uh, beautifully shot. Um, you know what it reminds me of when I was watching it? Mostly because I haven't finished the movie. <laughs> it reminds me of Shoot 'Em Up. The Clive Owen, Paul Giamatti movie. Now I want to finish it. (laughs) It really reminds me, because, like, the story is, like, really simple. Like, I don't care about the story. It was just, like, Ryan Gosling, he's just, like, walking around in exotic locations, being handsome Ryan Gosling, getting into these wild fights, like, inside of a pit, like, inside of a pit of fireworks they are all shooting off in a display. You know what I really love about this, and I have to do this to you? You keep mixing up Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, and it's great. No, right? I'm talking about Ryan Gosling, but Chris Evans is also oh, very handsome movie. and well-dressed in yeah. exotic locations yeah. in this movie as well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Like... But it was a nice reminder. It's like Ryan Gosling. It's like you said you think of him in like the notebook and I'm like, oh yeah, Ryan Gosling in like the big short. And then it's like, oh, this this guy could be an action star at times. Yeah, no, like that movie he did with Russell Crowe, um Gladiator? The other guys I think it was. No, that's the one. The other guys is Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Yeah, no. Um... Alright, that's it. I have a hot take. There we go. Canada's biggest exports are syrup, whiskey, and people named Ryan. Five the backwood. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Aubrey, right? Uh, no. Oh, so the movie I was talking about is The Nice Guys with uh, Russell Crowe. Have you seen that? If you haven't seen that, definitely recommend it. It's a movie about like two private detectives trying to locate this girl uh, who has been missing for like a couple of weeks for I think I heard about this like, and they were like it, it it was like a porn thing kind of sort of yeah no it it was a really good movie that know? almost it, sounds like the cops investigating boogie nights a little bit right it kind of gives off like Starsky and Hutch meets Always Sunny in Philadelphia vibes but like that that, that might even be a stretch um my point is, I like Ryan Gosling in these kinds of roles, and uh, seeing Chris Evans in the—it's just—it's better than Robert Downey Jr. as Doctor Doolittle. Yes, I think it's also because we feel very like before Iron Man, we didn't have much like of a connection with to, like Robert Downey Jr. like that. Where Chris Evans had already built up a reputation as, you um, know, the Human Torch and the jock in Not Another Teen Movie. I'm sorry, have you never seen Weird Science? 
Robert Downey Jr. plays the jock bully <laughs> in Weird Science. And the thing is, is it, I can't buy Robert Downey Jr. as a jock bully. Uh, I can a thousand percent, a thousand percent buy Chris Evans as a jock bully. I can't, dog. Ever since not another team moving, right? Like. And it's it's weird, like he's just he's always kind of been like the human torch in my mind. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Somebody else released a book uh, just recently that's got a lot of people up in arms, even over just the title of the book. Jeanette McCurdy just recently dropped her book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, right? And off the rip, this is where we're going to take a little quick rebrand and say, or things that may have gone missed or really the doc and I find important. We want to make sure that we take a deep dive in. So no. welcome to the deep dive with Docrates and Zygmunt Freud. So let's talk about it, right? Uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, uh, off the rip has people just upset over the title. Right, like, how could you release something so flippantly? You keep those thoughts inside, or in therapy. Yeah. Um, Preferably therapy. That's a much healthier way to do it, everybody. So, I've pulled up some of the quotes that they have. Don't be guilty. Some moms suck. On Goodread, and yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about here. Like the book opens, I believe, with her talking about her family members. So, um, you know, kind of circling around their mom um, in hospice fighting for her life and trying to convince her to continue fighting it. Jeanette states that when everybody leaves the room, she goes up to her mom and the first thing that comes to her mind to say to her is, look how skinny I am, right? Because her mom had always pushed her to maintain like a certain frame and size and was teaching her things like how to be like calorie deficient and count calories when she was like this sounds 11 like, years old. This sounds very reminiscent of like the pageant queen horror stories. One of the quotes that they have up here on Goodreads is I take a longer look at the words on her headstone. Brave, kind, loyal, sweet, loving, graceful, strong, thoughtful, funny, genuine, hopeful, playful, insightful, and on and on and on. Was she though? Was she any of those things? The words that make me angry, I can't look at them any longer. Why do we romanticize the dead? Why can't we be honest about them? And that quote I feel like is at the top because it fully encompasses the main thematic point of I called my mom out on this once actually like I mentioned uh, a friend of mine if she was never a fan of 
how are the, you know, just like the generic, oh, how are they doing? And I'm like, yeah. oh, they're, like, they're dead. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, mom, you hated them. Okay, I have two things to say about this. I don't feel like you're necessarily wrong for calling her out on what could potentially be, like, you know, a sympathy theater. But I feel like I cannot like a friend of yours and still be mournful for you, right? Because you see, I, I have know, a retort to this. I know you're sad, and that makes me sad, right? I have a retort to this. Okay. She, one day to me, was like, Rush Limbaugh died, and I said, yeah, he did. Do you think, but she's not, like, personally attached yeah, to Rush she, Limbaugh. Yeah, she, she, she is. She is, she is. So, I just went, yeah, he did. Jeanette has stated in previous interviews that the reason she didn't really pursue any other acting gigs after iCarly was because her mom died right around the time that Sam and Kat did, I believe. Right. And um, she never really wanted to do acting in the first place. It was a thing that her mother pushed her to do that ended up making her the breadwinner of the family. And then it became her money was needed at a time when her money was needed at a time when her mother was going through all of her medical expenses and stuff like that, right? She was going through her breast cancer, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right? And, um, you know, it kind of made Jeanette feel obligated to keep acting even though she didn't want to because of the amount of money she was bringing in doing iCarly and Sam Right? So when her mom finally passed away from the cancer, it felt like freeing her. Like, she didn't have to do this thing anymore that her mother always told her. Oh, you're so lucky that you get to do this, that I'm allowing you to do this. Like, some of the stuff that she says her mom did to her in that book, along with some of the stuff that she went through. Like, the with, thing that like, you, you sent to me, it was like she wouldn't let Jeanette wipe her own ass until she was eight. I wasn't even going to, like bring that up because it's just first of all that's a great extreme though yeah no it's a huge extreme right and it's a reason why i feel like anybody outraged that the title of the book should really read the book right because it does okay so my main point that i wanted it's not like the fucking netflix documentary how i killed my dad so my main point that i wanted to talk about here is do you feel like is it, it, should we normalize disowning abusive parents? Because it's a huge discourse and it has consistently been a huge discourse. It has consistently been a huge discourse culturally, right? Um, the idea that even if your parent is like abusive, you should still like wish the best for them or try to maintain contact with them. There's, I think, like, a level of quote unquote abuse. Well, I, I, I think to where to some people might actually cry wolf about it. What do you mean by cry wolf about it? Like, not admit 
Oh, fuck you, Mom. I want to go to this concert. You can't go to that concert. You're abusing me. So they I, take to Twitter. I think. Mm, okay, so that's the card you're playing, right? Is that like if we normalize disowning abusive parents, then you feel like there are people that can compare you with? Absolutely. Um. Source: I grew up as a privileged white kid. With what you have consistently uh, shown on this show to be a fairly like toxic mother system, right? Um, Doesn't mean I wasn't around other privileged white kids. But would you condone this? And I feel like your siblings have absolutely disowned your mother, right? Um, do you think they're wrong for that? If one of the if and I hate this alright, like let's go there. Honestly okay. no. Like, if your mom no. if your mom when in the inevitability that your mom passes and you guys are all in, at the wake and in mourning and one of your siblings goes, I'm glad mom died. It'll be Katie and it'll be early. It's not gonna fuck you up like a little bit. So we had a, a yeah. there, we had a Thanksgiving drinking game among all of the cousins uh, that we swore to take to our graves that the, the the olds would never find out about. The olds, I'm mad y'all call them the olds. What y'all gonna do when y'all become the olds? Well, we, there were rules such as uh, drink anytime you hear Obama is a secret Muslim. Mm. Same. Other rules. Yep. <laughs> Other rules. Yeah. Other rules. Like, like. Damn, that one fucked you up, huh? <laughs> uh, he was like, "How do you know?" Other you rules such as drink when before. Uncle Andy derails football conversation into something political. And the year that they started doing this, it was about um, how if they legalize gay marriage, they have to legalize bestiality. And what? it was straight up like, like we were just like, oh man, Matt Stafford, I can't believe he threw that interception. Calvin Johnson was wide open. You know, if they legalize gay marriage, they're going to have to legalize bestiality. <laughs> and we're like, is it because the lions are on? Or... <laughs> Listen. So to answer your question, I think we would all just silently take a sip. And nothing else would be said. I have nothing else to say about it. Probably all gonna get edited out. <laughs> if that gets edited out versus some of the things that I've asked to be edited out, and you're like, nah, fuck it, let it fly. Let it fly. I think the most likely this people to be- will sail, Captain. I'm pretty, all right, so I'm willing to bet, my, out of my family, the people that are most likely listening would be my brother, John, who I'm pretty sure does, and would probably agree with me. He's like, no, he's right, though. He's right. We, he and I both grew up with mom. And Katie hates Katie was the eldest. Well, the full-on 
unblunted scorn of just... I'm the youngest, so like, the, over time, like water over stone, the force just eroded away. Uh, not with the strength of the QAnon videos keeping her going. Uh, but... I think the most likely members of my family that listen would be John. And my nephews. Till you pull up at Thanksgiving this year, and Katie is like, I would totally be the first one that would say a plant mom is dead. You'd be like, oh, did you listen? I think that might actually be my first reaction. <laughs> is you listen to the podcast? So, I don't necessarily not condone it, especially in the instance of an abusive parent. Like, what the fuck? Like, also, controversial opinion, I'm not opposed to you cutting anybody out of your life that you feel like you don't want in your life anymore, for whatever reason it may be. It's your life, you gotta live it. Um, you have my to- my deal with the consequences of it, right? So if you feel like, I don't know, I just gotta cut my parents out of my life, not the kind of I just gotta I cut my pants out to live my life. Oh. Then, then do whatever floats your boat, right? But I don't understand. Just why. keep in mind that might cost you in the long term for the people who are why. thinking about the will. For the people who are deceived, but that's it, right? Like, I feel like that's what people who are like, you can't disown your parents, that's what they're thinking about. Like, how are you gonna ever, like, benefit off of it? It's like you're not supposed to. And then there are those people who are like, oh, well, you're supposed to, like, you know, respect your elders and treat them with, you know, gratitude because you wouldn't be here without them. And, I don't know, this generation just feels different, right? They're like, I didn't, I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> Jeanette McCurdy's mom wiped her ass until she was because... Didn't think she could do it right. Oh, you mean like monetarily. How is the abuse worth the, the inheritance? That's a very, uh, that's a very loaded question. Right? You're gonna have people running because they're just like, my parents are in debt. Exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah, everybody's parents is in debt. The only people who have to suffer like that are like, you know, Donald Trump's kids who are clearly just waiting out their dad's heart attack. Like, at any moment, you know Ivanka is like, any moment, it's gonna happen any moment, Jared, baby. You just gotta keep, you, all we gotta do is wait. Jared's gotta be shitting himself about a lot of things right now. Yeah, I know, right? Cause he's in, like, like, there's almost so much, all right, we might as well just dig into some politics right now. It's, Jared uh, is more in debt than I think Donald is. Jared has apparently $2 billion to explain from Saudis that he's got to explain away to somebody. They all have to, dog. I'm sure Ivanka, right? She's got all those, like, patents that she just got passed. Trump China. has nuclear codes at Mar-a-Lago! Oh, oh, let's get So let's just talk into that. That warrant wasn't even related to the New York financial case against him, to which over the week he pled the fifth 
455 times. He is quoted in his 2016 presidential campaign of saying only criminals take the fifth. So, I want to point out that they've been asking Donald for these documents since June. Since no, since way before then, since the since he left the fucking White House. Right. When they first went in to pick up them, and they were like, "Is this all of them?" Yeah. Was in June. Yeah. And then they realized that more of them were missing, and were like. Will you return so them? Until August! So they've been asking him for these documents for two years. And they just went in June to be like, Hey, it's been two years. Give up the fucking bag. And he's like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Here, take it. And they're like, this, this isn't everything. And he's like, Barack Obama had 30 million... You took pages. all of this, and he was like, they took all of this confidential stuff. And then, um, to which Merrick Garland was like, yes, we did. Would you like to see exactly what type of confidential stuff that we took from his house that was in his house and his house and not a secured government facility and at his fucking house? And, and not on not on a private server, just in a box laying around. For anybody, like a waiter or like catering or Jared Kushner or 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 Ivanka or or Barry. I saw I saw (laughs) I saw a great tweet where they were like, "I'm not saying we should dig up Ivana Trump's grave, but I'm also not saying we shouldn't." (laughs) Yikes! I'm. I'm, I'm Would you put it past him to hide doc- confidential documents inside his ex-wife's casket? I wouldn't at all. So you're assuming he went to the funeral? He definitely didn't go to the funeral, but he could have <laughs> said Michael Cohen. You think Michael Cohen would still work for that nigga? I'm the proverbial Michael Cohen, not the actual Michael Cohen. I, listen. There is a Michael Cohen in Trump land somewhere. You think there's, there's a Michael Cohen in all of us. You think there's No, a, there's not. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you really think there's a fixer that would work for this nigga now? But I guess there's got to be one, right? Somebody who thinks... Maybe it's the voice in the back of your head that just tells you, you know, you can do this legal shit. That's the Michael Cohen inside all of us all. Dog, this... It... Instead of the angel of the devil, it's the angel of Michael Cohen. Okay, let's ask the real question. Do you think it actually means anything? Yes. Do you really think that something is going to come from this? What do you think is going to come from this? Something huge. Shut the fuck up. I'm serious, dog, because... Everybody will be so excited for it. It'll be huge. It'll be the biggest event of the year. So, you say that all, like, exaggerated, right, and sarcastically, but I'm legitimately feeling like that right now, at this point, all this is is, like, Trump slander to make sure that his chances for running for president again are, like, slim to none, right? Uh, Because we don't know if Sleepy Joe is going to be capable of taking him on again. Or alive. And actually winning. Um, With these two candidates, we also have to remember, or alive. The Democratic Party is, like, separating and, like, 
splitting and disintegrating into different factions. As much as the, you know, GOP is like eating away at what seems to be. It sounds like the Democratic Party needs some fresh blood. This is the first recording of the podcast since I'm officially. We can announce that I'm officially an elected official. Of Anne Arundel County Democratic Party Central Committee District 31, representative one of two. That's it. That's the full title. Congratulations, my guy. I mean, I keep getting congratulations, and I'm like, I don't know why. You took the troll. You followed all the way through. You you followed through with it. You saw the road to its. Climax My first meeting is tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Is it a virtual meeting? Nope. It's in person. I already... So I put in the, the location in my phone, and I named it the Demonic uh, Demonic Party Headquarters. Do you know what the, uh, the, the meeting objectives are? I think it's like field training. Oh, okay. So... Interesting. Apparently, uh... If I come a knock in, I'm gonna be trying to tell you to vote for somebody who's not a Nazi. Hey, listen, you out here fighting the good fight, my guy. Hey, welcome to. I don't know how I'm supposed to dress. I'm probably I might just go like this tomorrow or something along those do lines. Do not, do not, to dress dress appropriately. <laughs> I don't know what appropriately is. Put on some slacks. And the, the the my I guess boss looks like he lives at a coffee shop. That's not a bad thing. I mean, it's a good look, but was, yeah. he looks like he lives at a coffee shop. Do you have like a polo, right? Who's, polos are hurt to rock. I mean, I have like button downs, but. Oh, okay, well then rock a button down. But I also have dope shirts like Castlevania ah. Strayer, or like, you know. I'm not gonna go in a beater. Like, you I, don't gotta worry about that. I did not even assume that that was an option for you. If you showed up, the, hey, I'm your Central Democratic Committee representative. Um, that would be the perfect representation of the Glen Burnie Democrat. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Oh. All I'd be missing is a baby mama and Osiris sneakers. Ooh, that was a deep cut. That was a deep cut. Local reference. You want to know why I don't like Osiris sneakers? Because you can clean them with Windex. So, this, this Trump war, um, you really think, like, what, okay, so, it's, it's conflicting, right, because the charges that they are trying to, like, levy against him. We don't have the charges. No, they do. Like, they're trying to hit no, him no, no, with no, violation so they, of the Espionage what they are, Act and all what people are, issues. what people, the warrant does not say that. What people are doing is extrapolating from what they were searching for with the warrant to try to say what he is going to be charged with. Because they're we don't have any documentation. No, they do. They've they've released the fact that yet yeah, no he has. They haven't released an affidavit, weapons code, or an indictment. Stuff, but they have released some of the 
some of the details of the documents that they retrieved from Mar-a-Lago. And they are like nuclear weapons uh, details. And yeah. Things well, what they have, what, what we have gotten is the classification levels of these documents yes. received. And, and then people of... from there have been looking what is in each classification. We have no idea what those fi- those folders actually are. We can just look at the classification of the folders and then what could possibly be in that classification. Uh, no, they've because this nigga has been talking so much shit and saying that he didn't take home any classified data, which is slightly true. Some of the data that he took home was not technically classified, right? But it is still of uh, national security, even though it's not classified, which puts him more into the espionage category, right? Because it's like, why would you take that stuff home? And yes, some of the data that he did take has been revealed to be of nuclear weapons significance. Right. Yes. So, I mean, he even admitted to Bob Woodward in, like, flippant passing in Bob Woodward's book. And he's just like, yeah, you know, we made new nukes. And Woodward was like, I did not expect to hear this. Like, Yeah, no, but of course, that's why he... That's, that's why, why he's the goat. He doesn't know he's about... He's the goat. No, that's why he doesn't know about aliens, right? They wouldn't tell him about aliens because if he would tell Bob Woodward... Bob Woodward... Bob ab- Woodward is ab- the goat. ...about new nukes, then he definitely would have told Bob Woodward about the aliens, right? Absolutely, and yeah. JFK. Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually heard... I think it was, it was Bill Simmons, I think, who was like... You know, my biggest disappointment at the Trump presidency is he didn't just release the JFK files. He was just like, I was waiting for Trump to just do some crazy shit, just like release the JFK files. I just feel like that this, the way that they are reacting, so then there's that narrative, right? Like the way that the right is reacting to the, and the Trump, the Trumpets are reacting to the FBI's raid of the Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago I call this shit a compound, right? And it sounds funny, but with the way they be reacting to shit, it, it's also not inaccurate. Back the blue, guys! Nah, I mean, some dude already, like, went to an FBI uh, headquarters in Ohio, I think. Cincinnati. Tried to shoot the place up with they a They capped that motherfucker real fast, though. After what, like a 20-minute police chase? No, it was like two hours, I think. They still cat that guy. But he a martyr now, right? Like, for the cause. Don't call him a martyr. The only relevant martyrs are Jesus and Cobain. I'm an elected official now. I really shouldn't say shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, have fun editing. That wasn't the only interesting thing that happened this week. No, there have been a couple of interesting things that have happened this week. Do you want me to go with the what the fuck, or do you want me to go with the really, oh, that's nice. So there's more what the fuck? Yeah, there is more what the fuck. There is, uh, uh, who the fuck asked Asked for this? this? Yo, it's me. It's me, the guy who asked. 
What is this? But why? Hey, who man's is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man's is this? Are you serious? Who the fuck asked for this? So, Post Malone has partnered up with the What Not app to issue a challenge to a random Magic the Gathering player to play him for $100,000. Damn. This is the pot. Yeah, it's a big pot to not only license Post Malone to get him to do it, but also the 100000 up front to launch this app to which it will be streamed on. Anybody who wants to play and hasn't gotten any Magic the Gathering experience or Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon or Flesh and Blood. And for anybody who is looking to get started, you can go hit up tokenmtg.com and use the promo code Ziggy for 10% off of your order. But for those people who do not have, if you do not have any Magic the Gathering experience, a coach will be appointed for you. If you cannot afford any Magic the Gathering experience, we will provide one for you. If you do, you have the right to a deck. If you do not have one, we will provide one for you. So he's willing to take on any... This is where I am asking questions. Right? Because, like... As a Magic player. Any opponent? Well, a random person. Any random person. And if... Any takers. And if it really comes down to it to where it's eventually Reed Duke versus Post Malone... Which, if he's playing with a total newbie, it will be Reed Duke versus Post Malone. I'm taking Reed Duke every single fucking time. What do you do when it turns out that Post Malone is an OP magic player? Post Malone is a pretty good magic player. I would confidently play against Post Malone. You've seen him play magic? Yes. You have seen him. He is a competent magic player. How do you know he hasn't been I would beat Post Malone. How do you know he hasn't been bluffing? Look, I get it. He has an $800,000 Christopher Rush signed Black Lotus. But if we're playing vintage, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to to like MT like R slash MTG and go like Goku with the Spirit Bomb and be like, look, post I won the Post Malone challenge and he wants to play vintage. Please send me your cards. So, does he get a chance at winning the hundred thousand dollars? I'm pretty sure. What is in it for Post? If nobody wins, if no, if saying. somebody if Post wins, what's in it for Post? Does he get the hundred thousand? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, what if it turns out that this nigga is actually OP, and all of you all are like being embarrassed by? Post he's not OP. He's pretty good. I, I'm just saying, maybe he call you bluff, right? Y'all show up and he. There's a lot of YouTube videos of him playing Magic, and I can tell you, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I think you I would wash Post Malone. I, I think you I would wash Post Malone. And he works. needs to get washed. Have you seen him? For $100,000, though. He like, probably smells how he looks. For $100,000. I would wash Post Malone. You think that the competition Post would Malone, be bring a me on to play heavy. you. Take on the U.S. government. At least the Democratic Party. And I will be their champion. The champion of the Democratic Party? Sure. I can't run for president. I can't be president for another five years. So, if you win... Without admitting I'm a vampire. 
does it count as like do you have to claim that on your taxes like how does that work I, I mean the government's gonna get your money somehow it would probably be like a capital gains win have you entered into the contest to I have not why the fuck not you just I don't want to embarrass post I do want to embarrass post you literally just won a political seat like in a politically appointed seat and you're afraid to enter into a contest to beat Post Malone in a game that you said that you would wash Post Malone in. Oh, you'd, I'm surprised you didn't go and you'd be like, and you wouldn't enter a contest for a chance to beat Post Malone into something that you have devoted a very large percentage of your 20s to, to the point where you were competitively going for year after year trying to win something substantial, and the greatest success that you did have also became your greatest failure, and now you have a chance to redeem yourself by embarrassing one of the biggest pop stars on one of the biggest stages? No, I haven't entered. Essentially, that's, that's what I said. But, why not? Because I don't own a deck. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Nope. That's almost worse than I don't own a deck. I don't know. Why Maybe I, I should. Maybe you should. What you know what the you know what the most annoying thing is is like yes, my greatest magic success is also my greatest magic failure. I should have copied the sword. If you know, you know. I'm not telling the story. Yeah. I'd want Post Malone's ass. I just want to know what format it is. As long as it's not something bullshit like standard. I guess I'd have, I mean, like, I can't imagine Post Malone being what, like, let's just play standard. What format does he normally play when you watch him play on YouTube? Commander, and here's a problem with that. Commander is a four-player format. One-on-one -on -one Commander is inherently broken because any player can open with Soul Ring and just dominate the game. So if the, if the rule is heads-up Commander, I'm looking at Posty and I'm like, Canadian Highlander, right? Right? We're not playing Soul Ring in, in 1v1, right? Is is he from Canada? No, Canadian Highlander is the name of a certain type of format. It is Commander designed and regulated to be made for 1v1 because there are cards that are legal in Commander that are just way too good to be used in 1v1 play, which makes people, when they actually do 1v1 Commander battles, kind of irrelevant because guess what? You open with Soul Ring. I'm not surprised you won. Oh my god. No! Now, shout out to all you Magic the Gathering players. Good luck. My biggest question. Guys. My biggest question is what fucking format are we playing? You think I would know? You would know better than me. It sounds like Commander more than likely. If it's Commander, oh my god. I would be pissed if I was Reed Duke. I'm like, I'm a fucking Pro Tour champion and they want me teaching some asshole how to play Commander? <laughs> I... You know, come to think about it, if you put it like that, and I'm Reed Duke, I the check either be must be fucking huge. Is that like a pro golfer teaching somebody how to putt putt? Be like a NASCAR driver t having someone take their driving test with them. Uh, it's not hard to teach somebody how to turn left. Okay, let me come up with a better analogy. Or right, is it turn right? I forget which way the circle is. It doesn't matter. That's all they do is drive in a circle. Um, listen, don't come for me, NASCAR fans. I know, I know there's a lot more technique that goes into it than that. It's just... My friend Steve, for example, who listens to this podcast all the time and is a race car driver, he drives late models, though. But race car? 
race car, not NASCAR. He still turns left. But he's on a dirt track. But he's on a dirt track. Isn't there, like... I mean, you have to, like, qualify to get to, like, the Daytona and the, uh, Whatever the fuck that Yeah, is. I mean, Steve knows what he's doing. He's a two-time go-kart national champion. Like... Go-kart? Yeah. Awesome. Like when he was a kid? Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, okay. yeah, he's a two-time national go-kart champion. Hey, I'm not... I'm not they don't really have, like, adult go-kart race leagues. I, why the fuck not? Well, they do. It's just called Mario Kart. Yeah, listen, if... All I'm saying is adult go-kart race league sounds lit. Like, if I can get drunk and watch it, I'm down for it. Why would you not be... I'm only playing Post Malone if we are drinking. I'm not... Alright, look, this match cannot happen with Post and I sober. Do you guys hear that? This man is so bougie now that he's a fucking politician that the only way he's gonna gamble for $100,000 is if... It's not a gamble if you're gonna win. Then why do you need to drink? Why do you need the liquid courage, sir? Why do you feel like... For the same reason that Bill Russell would take Wilt Chamberlain out to dinner and drinks before games in the finals because that was one of Bill Russell's psychological methods. He'd be like, I'd butter him up so he thinks that we're friends. But when we're on the court, I'm going to eat him alive. And you know what? That actually happened. And now, Bill Russell's number six will be retired across the entire... NBA to honor him in the same way that baseball has retired Jackie Robinson's number throughout the entire league and hockey has retired Wayne Gretzky's throughout the entire league however for significantly different reasons they retired Gretzky's number just because he's literally that much better than everybody else Jackie and Bill have like societal reasons why their numbers are so significant Hockey's just putting another white man on a pedestal. So, what happens when we run out of numbers to retire? Right? Well, you have double zero to 99, and the Celtics have the most numbers retired with, like, 20-something. That's a problem for generations from now. (laughs) My man said we're not going to worry about that. Bill Russell is important enough that the number six can just be, that's the thats the real six guy, is Bill Russell, yeah. right? Not Drake. Everybody wearing six currently is grandfathered in, so they may continue to wear six if they would like to. Right. But nobody or... can, from here on out, choose to wear the number six. The most notable player wearing number six would be currently LeBron James. It's so arbitrary, though, right? Like, the delegation of the numbers that you get that it's funny to me that we retire like these numbers with players will pay other players to give up their number that's crazy they'll be like no dude I'll give you $40,000 if you give up your number branding it's it's branding it could be the same number they've worn since junior high see but then do you get to pick that right like when you're coming in you like yo I wanna like if nobody on the team has that yeah Dog, I gotta have 42. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the if you're in baseball, you get to wear it April 15th every year. 42? Oh. Ha-ha, Jackie ha-ha, Robinson ha-ha. Day. Yeah, every player it. wears every player it. wears 42 with no name on the back. Because, shout out 
to the goat. Hey there, Mr. Robinson. Anyway. That was a mix of Miss Robinson. No, do 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 then here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Heaven holds a place for those who pray. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not going to hold it against you that you don't know your Simon and Garfunkel like that, okay? That's like the whitest fucking shit in the world. It's not nearly as bad as what I called J&J. And I was like, hey, Jalen, do you know any of the Detroit Rock acts? And he goes, uh, Bob Dylan? Uh, or or when you thought Tommy Hilfiger was Tommy Hilfiger. Yep. I'm sorry. I didn't need to bring that. I, I have learned. I have since learned. We're going to take a quick break. So there's been a roaring debate on Twitter. And we'll call it about Mount Everest Man. That's what you want to finish the episode on? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. So, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. So, there was a tweet that went very, very viral by at uh, Isabel Hagen underscore. It was, it was trending for quite a while. I once matched with a guy on a dating app who had climbed Mount Everest twice, and he was still single. Using an app. That's how hard dating is. Holy shit. So, it's I'm going to go into the retweets. Re a lot to unpack. I'm going to go into some of the retweets. Uh, happy I got married years ago. Dating isn't hard. Most of you are annoying. I just want to say, tourists who climb Mount Everest are the filthiest, most awful trash human beings who will climb over and abandon dead and dying climbers to be able to make a climb to the summit. Tim, Tim Tebow won two national championships and was a virgin for ten more years. Damn. Damn. Listen. It's like the age-old saying, climb Everest once, shame on you. Climb Everest twice, you can't get laid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, leading, leading with... Guy I, who climbed Mount Everest once and didn't get any pussy from it. I should probably climb it again, again, just to be safe. Do it again. Maybe she's not impressed because everybody, lots of, lots of people climb Everest once. So I thought about this a little bit more before did I, you, as I was looking you, over the docket, I thought about this a little bit more. So what's your opinion on this? As someone who is single, he's a right? very boring man. He's a very boring man to where he needed to fit it in. He needed to put it into he his. He led with it. He led with it. That's not he only. He not only that. It. He didn't even lead with that. That was his fucking billboard. That's my. Like your point. dating app is your billboard, dude. I get it. Like, you can you can Do even you like get it? you can start talking for a little bit and then lead into that and you can have that twenty minute conversation fucking rehearsed down nail pat but still you like if i just see the, like i climb mount everest twice it's like great i like the summer cool story bro <laughs> yeah what else about you <laughs> i'm feeling like there's gotta be okay like if if you feel like and i'm not saying that that's yeah. not what, interesting the way he right? should have done it should be two pictures 
one from a like, selfie from the mount from the top of Mount Everest, nope, and then like and the then function. a second selfie in a different set of clothes from nope. the top of Mount Everest. Nope, I feel like that's something that you are more than deserving to be proud of, right? But don't leave with it. Don't don't bring it up. If somebody asks, hey, what's one of the most interesting things you've ever done, then you can say, There you go. And you, you don't if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna, you know, tactically lead the conversation that way. That's something That's fine! Do, that's something you do for you, right? Like, of course to your group of friends you can be like, Yeah, no, I yo, I went and I You take the everything. selfie. Everybody takes the selfie. Right. But like you don't go into a date being like, so, uh, you know, me, I'm I'm into, you know, boss shit. I'm into real thriller type shit. I'm out here living a lifestyle that I don't know if you can keep up Yeah, with. you know, like have the life I ever, Have you ever climbed Everest? Because I've climbed it twice, bitch. You know, I'm out here, I'm out here doing the shit that people really wish that you sitting at a desk. I'm climbing Everest. I'm walking past bodies. Do you know what's bodies on that bitch? People do, people try to live my lifestyle and they can't maintain the kind of energy well, what, that what, I have. What else does that lifestyle entail, Mr. I Climb Mount Everest twice? Bitches, you listen to me? I climb <laughs> Mount Everest twice. <laughs> do I need? <laughs> do you need? Like, you know, I do. I do shit, bitch. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I you also want to know, did this Isabel person swipe right on the Mount Everest guy? You asking me what my favorite color is? Are you listening to me, bitch? I climb mountains. I climb mountains. I don't have a favorite color. You want to know why? Because at the top of a mountain, your, your fucking blood oxygen level is so low, you can't see anything but grayscale. <laughs> you climbed Mount Everest twice? That's cool. I. <laughs> you climbed Mount Everest twice? That's cool. She let me hit because I had a podcast about gorillas. Ah! 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 Who the fuck? Alright, like. Never having had the desire to climb Mount Everest because I have actual things to do and I have a healthy respect for death is probably one of my most attractive qualities. I think, <laughs> I think, I think it would be a more admirable quality to say that I recently took up, like, rug making because that's, like, the new, like, <laughs> crab thing. Like, yeah, no, I make rugs. Like, that's more interesting than climbing Everest, right? Uh, and it, some people might feel like that's a high. Thing, but I'm just I'm look I'm out here. Everybody can go on a climbing Mount Everest is a slideshow, and then a what else after that? And then what was up there? Oh, that's right, bodies, niggas, <laughs> bodies and trash, because human beings are nasty. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the slopes and leave them where they died at because it's actually more cost efficient to just kind of let the skeletons stay there and have the animals pick at them. You mean the paleontologist thousands of years from now and they're just like we call this one the meme man because his jacket was covered in gur from Invader Zim. So I'm almost certain that there's a skeleton on Mount Everest trail that they call the green man because he died in like green hiking suit so and wait they seriously just like let the people's yes no that's not a joke i'm not like joking about that like when you die like uh, 
scaling mountains like that, like Mount Everest and shit like that, they leave you up there. Going to retrieve your body. That's morbid as shit. <laughs> That's so, metal as fuck. You know what? You want to have the most metal fucking music video in the world? Film one on top of Mount Everest. I challenge any metal band to do that. Film a fucking music video on top of Mount Everest. And even more impressive, if your fucking snow gear looks metal. If you find a way to make your snow gear look fucking metal while filming a music video on top of Mount Everest. That's just another example of that. That would be fucking dope. And none of this is normal. Thank you guys for tuning in with us for another episode. Uh, we will be back at y'all next week. Just remember to follow us on everything at the Flood Pod, and, and that's, that's on everything. This has been Doc, and you can find us every Saturday. Anywhere you listen to your podcast. And if you feel like being extra generous, we do have a Patreon that you can also find us at The Flood Pod. And don't forget to check out Token MTG. With the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order. And keep your death threat to 120 characters. 140? 140. I don't want to read Give them a little bit of extra room. Look, adjectives are important. Let them get their varies and their extras. And we'll see y'all next week. Deuces. Deuces! Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.